Big dog, do talk. Talking. Big dog. Talking. That is how you test, isn't it? That you is. Oh, no, just say talking. We have beers, we have strange looking bread, we Callum's have strange getting into looking the bread. Cheese. Bread and cheese. Gillen yeah, is currently looking down the barrel of the olive oil um, bottle and you have to squeeze it. There we go. Oh, wow. It's a squeeze bottle. Of it's olive a squeeze oil. bottle. Yeah. Man, the world we live in. It is. Um, so this is Barrel Bell Cow 20. We are live. Surely we're 21, aren't we? No, we're no. 20. Are you sure? Have you actually checked that through the archives? Yeah, I edit the podcast. I know which number true. we are on. Yeah. This is definitely our 20. No, that's fair enough. Um, that's fair enough. If, if there's anyone out there, welcome. And if you're listening to this delayed, um, well, still welcome, actually. Still welcome. Um, we've just come back from a ripping evening, evening? evening. ripping afternoon in the yeah. park. Yeah. Afternoon in the park playing a bit of cricket. Um, we did it a month ago, and the weather was awful. Did it today. Spectacular. Yeah, the weather was good. Spectacular. The weather had been turned on. The, way, nice the weather had been turned on? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> That's terrible. You're saying, that, you're saying Melbourne turned on a good day. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Hmm. We should uh, announce too, episode 20, we have two special guests live with us. And probably some more special guests as well. Yes, the other special guests are down the IGA getting beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but we, we, yeah, yeah, we do. We have some, we have some uh, special guests here. One coming all the way from Brisbane, new Melbourneite himself, David Massingham. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we also have... A man, a proud Minnesota man, all the way from Minnesota in the United much States. More much more impressive. Eric much, Cox. much further afield. Let's give it up for Eric yeah. Cox. Yeah. Eric has uh, actually, in the last month or so, learnt the fine art of cricket too. And hmm. I have to say... He's getting better. He's, he's getting awesome. <laughs> You're getting it on the pitch, which is, you know, that's the first part. Just got to keep that front arm up and, and we'll, we'll get in there. I have to say, Eric... In in the time before you came to America, uh, before you came to America, before you came to Australia, how many times had the word cricket actually come up in conversation with Boy, you? I I I I wager zero zero times. Literally zero. <laughs> Literally zero. You yeah. did know what cricket was? I, I okay. I, I I should say it came up probably in passing as like baseball is boring, right? Yeah, but it's, at least it's not cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Singer. <laughs> no, 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 no. I come down here. It's even even uh, a little more stimulating than baseball. Yeah, I think I think the comparison the comparisons are always extreme. You know, when Americans think of cricket, they go, "How can you play that for five days?" They don't realise that that is the longest form of cricket. There is actually uh, shorter, more accessible versions with a bit you, you more colour and fireworks. We didn't just go down to the park and play for five days. No, no, we've all got oh, lives and jobs. Yeah. Hey, Mikey T's here. Mikey T's in the house. Hello, Mikey T. So in, Mikey T's uh, all the way over in NZ. Are you listening? We've got the chat window up, T-Funk. Are you, are you on your own or is, uh, is the rest of your family there, your wife, Carla? Oh, Kiora, he says. Kiora wow. back is... Uh, is uh, we got the got the family there. we got the wife and, and the kid. What's, what's going on? How's the weather over there, Mikey? Slight delay. I don't know why I'm, I'm expecting a response straight away. But like. will, we'll get the weather report from uh, Christchurch, New Zealand as soon as that comes through. I have to say as well, Dave has um, actually had a bit of an association with Kieran in Correct. the past. Yep. Dave is... We didn't just pick him up on the street no, and bring him true. into the podcast. <laughs> no, that's we true. have a previous association. No, I recommend that as a course for an interesting podcast <laughs> yeah. in the future. So pick up the stray and see how they go on yeah. the podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll lure them into the outfield and then we'll get them in under the helmet Trail and then we'll get them on the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I was going to say, Dave, uh, I saw Dave in uh, 
sketch comedy show. I forget the name of your sketch comedy thing. Sexy Detectives is the is the group. Solid. That's true. The show. And you guys, I'm not just saying that. You guys were bloody funny. They oh, were thank you very much. That's and very nice. sketch comedy is something that I don't think is around very much in Australia. It's um yeah I mean you think of sort of that, the 80s and 90s it was the predominant form of Australian mm. television comedy mm. yeah. there's still a fair bit of live sketch going there around isn't there's it? a bit more picking up I think. it's not yeah, I mean yeah. stand up's just a juggernaut because everyone gets into it but there's still yeah. a pretty good um I kind representation of, like, of sketch yeah, a bit a bit I, I'm I've only just moved to Melbourne so I'm not entirely sure I know of Melbourne sketch troops but I don't know of any Melbourne sketch nights how did you get involved I in, ran a couple I have to ask like doing sketch yeah. Um, well, I did a, t- a drama course back in the day. <laughs> well, did, didn't, we all, didn't we all? Didn't we all? Didn't we all? And uh, guys that I did drama uh, with, we decided oh, we wanted to do chuck together a sketch group, so we kind of like reeled out from there. Cool. Nice. And then just didn't stop doing it. Was there Some any... of them did, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any kind of uh, specific uh, inspiration that you drew on from the past in terms of like, I'm, I'm thinking of people like... The Spike Milligans and those kind of people. Yeah, man, oh, me specifically. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I, like, I like Rowan Atkinson. Which oh, yeah. is pretty obvious if you've seen what I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Sean McAuliffe. I'm like, yeah, I like Spike Milli- Milligan and yeah. things and that sort of stuff as well. So, yeah. That's sort of well, classic sort of stuff. Jazz. Yeah, classic stuff. Yeah. Anyway, you guys were bloody funny, so hopefully Very get true. some stuff we, down here. Um, actually, it performed in the room that we ran yep. yeah. um, a couple of years ago. And without bias, and you know, without the fact that he's here, <laughs> actually the favourite show of all the shows that we I that were in that. our venue. Yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah, Great. easily, easily. And it I keep, sounds like something somebody's bias would say. Sure. <laughs> keep, keep, keeping in mind, I saw it every night. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And most of the shows that I watched, being the tech, yours was the only one I still enjoyed on the last night. The rest <laughs> of them, I was just like, can we just get this over with? I have to say, fucking seriously. On a side note here. Callum is in serious danger of eating this whole entire loaf himself. I don't think Callum has said a word and he's eaten at least a third of this Tiger Vienna. I didn't know that was a style of bread. Tiger Vienna? That's what it says on the bag there. There you go. We've got the weather report from uh, from Christchurch. Uh, T said the weather was hot yesterday. I don't know what's hot by Christchurch standards. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe high twenties, Mikey T. Um, bucketed down last night while, a, while everyone was in the pubs watching the Parker fight. But cleared up today. Thanks cool. for asking. Coincidentally, hey, hey, you're welcome, T Funk. Coincidentally, in Minnesota, Eric, what would be a hot day in the summertime? It gets cooking. It's humid. It's hot. Like we've. Does it really? I, I'd yeah. say uh, maximum high temperature in an average summer would probably be 41, 42. Wow. So, and then I, and on the flip side, a uh, maximum low in the winter would probably be negative 30. Yeah, Ooh. that's such a that's such it's a swing. Big, yeah, the roads are fucked up. The houses are all cracked. Like it's it's. That's uh, a lot going on. <laughs> so you can literally in the winter time go skating on the lakes. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, cricket hasn't taken off. I feel like in Minnesota because the time's filled up with hockey. Like if you yeah. if you put cricket on a frozen lake. Like, man, you got some nice ovals. Oh, man. Can you imagine like, how much the cricket ball would zing along a frozen lake? And how dangerous <laughs> that would actually probably Talk be? Talk about skidding on. Yeah, there'd be a lot, of, uh, there'd be a lot, of, lot of Yorkers. Yeah. Just, been, um, just been researching um, cricket in Minnesota, and I found there is actually oh, yeah. uh, a Minnesota Cricket Association. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, it's everywhere. We've got the Strikers, Reds. We've got the Continental Cricket Club. Are these guys the, all based out of Minneapolis or somewhere, or what? Ooh, the Friends. We've got the Friends. The friends. I'm not sure, I'll find that in a second. We've the, got the Friends. <laughs> yeah. We've got the MN Windies. MN Windies? MN Windies. We've got Gim, Gim Cunner. 
Which I presume is um, it's, that sounds that sounds vaguely Nepal- Nepali. Vaguely ne- Nepali. There's a phrase you don't hear every day. <laughs> but the stallions and like the, the GMCC and the International Cavaliers. There's, there's a fair, there's a there's a fair bit going on. Yeah. The on. old uh, the old uh, Mikey T Funk has chipped in here by has saying he, that there's a, there's a cricket tournament played in the snow and ice in Switzerland every right. year. That's amazing. That might be something to get on. That's amazing. Um, Move on to... Cricket uh, at altitude, you might say. Well, I don't know. Switzerland, yeah, maybe. Potentially. Alps, altitude? Well, they have flat parts as well. It's not just all mountains. A bunch of ponds who... Expats? It could be anything. It could be anything. And here comes Wilton! Here goes to Wilton. Coming in with what looks like cream? Did you buy cream? Yeah, for eggnog. Oh, for the eggnog. No time! And um, King is here too. James King, King is also here. Came, James, with James, James King has the, has, the, uh, has the same name as like, same last name as American cricket royalty Burt King, who apparently is American the greatest cricket the greatest royalty. fast bowler that there ever has been. Uh, bowled back in the sixties. When did you? <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah, why I'm because he wasn't saying this? anything because he was eating. Who was this Burt King? Where, where did he play? What was his deal? Um, it was a medium. It was a medium fast pacer. <laughs> in American, in American, um, medium fast pacer, right? In uh, American first class cricket, he took eleven ten fours. Really? Wow. Tempers, yeah, and that, that is a serious achievement. Or a seriously shitty standard. <laughs> <laughs> at an at an average of fifteen. Wow, that's pretty hey, good. Um, are we talking like back in the uh, four hundred and thirteen wickets? When are we talking? Is it is this? This is back in the sixties. Back in the sixties. I mean, in the nineteen sixties. Yeah, for that long. Yeah, the, the American Cricket Association was formed in the 1965, according to according to the Google. Well, I know that in Philadelphia there is a cricket team which goes right back to the 1800s that still plays. Really, oh, Philadelphia cricket. Google that. And the reason why Google that. <laughs> the showdown from Big Dog. There's a great there's a great page on cricket cricket Switzerland. Right, the very nice looking. Page yeah, it's there. a lovely page. An action yeah. shot too. Yep, yep, very nice. So we should also say Christmas, Christmas edition. So happy Christmas to everyone if they're celebrating that sort of stuff. If, they, <laughs> if they're not, they're just hanging out. Yeah. Um, we should say, um, but slight potential uh, change in plan if you if you're hanging out for the end of Australia's worst beer. Yeah. Um, as you know, we are sourcing our beers. One of our beers, Reshes, from yeah. New South Wales. And unfortunately, you sort of have to allow a week, once ordering it, to get it here. Um, we, ha- we couldn't get the reshes, um, so we are taking a break from Australia's Worst Beer just for the moment. But it also, I also thought that, you know, this is a Christmas podcast, it's a Christmas party that we're sort of having after the cricket here. It would be a shame to drink what are Australia's shittest beers. I- I'll tell so you, I'm- I've got some better beers and I'm going to get them now. Um, speaking, speaking of reshes and not being able to get a hold of it, has anyone ever watched that show RBT? <laughs> guess what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> it's just basically it sounds uh, like the most boring. To like, it's actually quite funny. It's actually it's actually quite funny. What they do is they have this camera crew just following like police mobile units going around. Oh, okay. Breath like the testing. ones that try and catch people. Yeah, fully just like breath. Breath testing them, and then they actually, when they get breath tested, there's the actual clock which which counts up like you know how high they're going to register. So it goes beep 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 as it goes right up through the Richter scale. Some of them get like point one five, you know, so they go right up. But anyway, there was this old there was this old bloke who got pulled over, and it turns out he'd had one too many rashes. 
<laughs> and he was heaps of this guy. He was like a real old guy. And how did they come up that he was drinking rashes? Because what happens is they put the guy in the back of the dimmy van. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, the back of the cop car. You you, you mean divvy van. Divvy van, whatever. It's not <laughs> short for divisional van. It's, it's not, not a short it's not a dim sim van. That's true. There is no dim sim tree. I just I just want to have like a I think you'd l- you learn your lesson after that. Now that's a show I'd watch. Police, police driving around pretending to pull someone over, and then and then serving them a little bag of dim sims with some soy sauce. I'm thinking more like a like a police sting, and like someone goes up to order dim sims, (laughs) and they go, "No, we've got dim sims. We're undercover." So it's all a ruse. Yeah, it's all a ruse. Um, But anyway, so this guy got busted. <laughs> Wilton is destroying a bottle of Coke in the kitchen for those of you that are listening. Oh, Mikey T loved the Dimmy Van call, by the way. <laughs> Thought that was hilarious. Anyhow, I'll finish right, this. Right, sorry, sorry, oh, sorry. We're getting there, we're getting there. So they asked the guy, they said, What have you been drinking? And he said, Oh, I've had a few long neck rashes. <laughs> and then the cop said, Look, you're already in trouble for being over the limit. If we could, we'd also charge you for drinking rashes. (laughs) (laughs) So even the police didn't like the beer. Oh, good stuff. Well, we are not drinking rashes. We're not drinking 4X Gold. We're not drinking Melbourne Bitter. And we're not drinking Dried Up Lager. What are we drinking? The four uh, worst Australian beers as judged by us. We are drinking... The Bridge Road Special Christmas Beer. Woo! Um, it's called Magical Christmas Unicorn. We'll pop <laughs> one. There's one for you. Sorry, I've, I know we'd have more guys. We bought like a, a slab, but we've all got some good stuff. So it's a, Jesus, a slab. of This would be expensive. Yeah, it would be. Why don't we wrong. get some glasses and just? You can get glasses if you want. Um, who, who does? Who wants? Who you want? Who it's wants called it? Magical Christmas Unicorn. It's a vanilla ice cream ale, and Whoa. the Bridge Road oh, it smells exceptional. The Bridge Road Brewing Company always put the hop in the malt profile, like sort of on a 1 to 10 scale, so you can look at a beer and determine how hoppy and malty it is. So on this one, instead of hops and malts, they've got a vanilla profile, which huh. is indicated by ice cream cones, and they've got a magical <laughs> unicorn profile, which is indicated by a rainbow. So to be honest with you, I have no idea what this is going to taste like. <laughs> well, I like the food match on it. It says flying reindeer carpaccio and tempura fairy wings. Reindeer carpaccio? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That, that old classic recipe. Yeah. And it, this is, so this is an, a vanilla ice cream ale, and surprisingly, it's um, it's 7.3%. Huh. It's 1.9 standard no, drinks. No, no. 7.3%. Yeah, Ooh, I better have a little bit of this. Yeah, you can just that. have your own. You can just have a whole bottle. And if I had one of these, I would probably be over the limit and getting in the RBT myself. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be saying, "What have you been drinking?" You'd be saying, "I had Bridge Roads <laughs> Magical <laughs> Unicorn Beer." That's it, right? <laughs> Straight in the back <laughs> of the dimmy. Now, I also have to say, it, you said something about you got these beers. And the girl was maybe going to listen? That's right. Purvis Beer. So, well, according to this, we've got three listens. So we're we're absolutely smashing it out of the park. We've got more of us in the house than we have listening. Um, But, yeah, there's every chance that the uh, the folks down there at Purvis Beer, where I was getting... have to say, if they are listening, I was in, I was pretty rat ass this morning, has to be said. After we went out last night hooning for Callum's birthday, I had to get up at 8 o'clock to go out to the jam factory, dress up as Captain America to entertain the children for an hour. As you do. So after that, I was feeling pretty ordinary, so I sort of slugged it into Purvis Beers. As Captain America? No, no, I'd taken the costume off by okay. that point. Probably. It's late, late, give you, give you a latex mask for Captain America, and it just doesn't breathe. And you end up sweating all over the children. It's genuinely disgusting. Yeah, right. Um, but they had a good time. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so if yeah, you are listening, if you are if you are down there at Purvis, Purvis Beer, the best craft beer store in Melbourne bar none. Um, yeah. And also hope it was, hope the, it was also, a good day. And also to day. the lady from Purvis Beer that is listening, if you are listening, unfortunately Kieran seems to have forgotten your name, but I'm, I'm sure he would say hello if he could remember it. I'm not convinced that we've ever exchanged names in the sort of, you know, cash register customer dynamic. Well, I think in the spirit of Christmas that next time, next time you should I will, exchange I will. names. We should, yeah. No, you're not and wrong. if you I feel so inclined, lady from Purvis, hey. if you want to exchange numbers perhaps another time. You playing digital matchmaker. Why not? You're a disgrace. P.S. You're wearing a bad Shepherd Brewing um, yep. company. Just Sorry. Uh, no, you, you, I've got one of their beers in there as well, so we may even crack that out if we get through it. Uh, but Callum's going to make his eggnog later. That yeah. said, he hasn't stopped eating cheese and ducker and iPadding. I don't think he said a word yet, other than, you no, know, I talk, to talk... talk to you about the history of American cricket. I regret bringing out the picnic food for the I'm podcast. Sorry. I feel like that was a mistake. What's Wilton got? you got Hungry Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Wilton. Does, doesn't say a word, just lifts up the burger and nods. Is anyone else tasting like a chocolatey type thing? With I haven't beer? actually had a taste yet. Well, That's it's, it's a, a vanilla ice cream. Oh, out, it's a so vanilla. I, okay, I assume yeah. on some level it's going to taste chocolate like vanilla, vanilla ice cream. It's all the same it's great. <laughs> chocolate <laughs> vanilla is, I, is all the same like to a, you. Like a, like a Neapolitan kind of flavour, mm. right? Yeah. It yeah. does smell very ice creamy. Hey, what's the pink part of the Neapolitan? Strawberry. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big dog, honestly. <laughs> but anyway, um, have you tasted this? Oh, I just said, I've just tasted it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm getting hints of vanilla and chocolate. chocolate and You're getting chocolate. Strawberries. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely getting a lot of magical unicorn. I'm not entirely sure how it's a Christmas beer, but it's quite tasty. It I'm is good that. So, yeah, so last night, Callum's birthday, down the Bowls Club. Had a bit of a bit of a hoon, wasn't it? Tell you win you. a few ends there, Callum. I, I did, I did. Um... Did anyone yeah. did anyone get to smash the jack? <laughs> a couple of times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's that, actually a serious thing. Is that your favourite part of bowls? Yeah, it smashing the jack. <laughs> no, that's everybody's favourite yeah. part of bowls. You used to be able to watch Probably it on the ABC well. in the afternoons <laughs> on the weekend, and there'd always be some old bloke at some point who'd just like fire up Go and just and shatter everything. <laughs> it's time to smash the jack. Yeah. What a drop. Mm. So, because lawn bowls curve. Um, when they start slowing down, so mm. they're weighted so that they start curving when they slow down. So if you if you pivot at a sufficient velocity, it doesn't slow down and it barely turns, so you can get it almost dead straight. Yeah, right. And in fact, with some of the newer bowls, um, they've got less bias, and the the, the sort of the trend in lawn bowls. Callum said um, trend with air quotes. That was enjoyable. <laughs> Um, and the trend in lawn bowls is to go for <laughs> narrower bias bowls because it's because you, there's less margin for error. If, if your bowl is bending back a meter and a half and you screw up by by about that far, which is where you're which is for, about six inches, for you're going to end up listening. You're going to end up. There's a lot of gestures here that are going unmissed. Yeah. Whereas with narrow bowls, if you screw up by half an inch, you're only going to end up maybe half an inch away. Right. So there's they're much more forgiving. So all the old timers smash the jack. Are yeah. they the old timers have been playing for years and years? Yeah. Do they tolerate this new type of bowl? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. The, there's um there's a lot of there's a lot of very very competitive um men in their in their sixties and seventies. Um, yes, we know. And women, they're, they're of winning elections and and women and women. Yes, yes. Um, few of the women got their eye in down there. At the oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean there's there's um it's one of the nice things about lawn bowls. It doesn't really matter. There's there's no there's no need to 
to segregate the sport in terms of gender, mm. age, anything. Because yeah, right. anyone can beat anyone, irrespective of how young or how old they are. It's not it's not really based on. Um... That being said, uh, the the Australian lawn bowls team, I think, is still younger than the Australian cricket team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and has been for a long, long time because the best, the best, that... the elite, the elite bowlers are all almost exclusively young. Um, let's let's stick with the bowls because mm. bowls mm. chat is exciting. As, my, as Mikey <laughs> T has said, with three exclamation marks, bowls chat. Um, Lord Bowls Club presidential lock-in, presidential so, birthday lock-in. So, so Callum, yes, mate, you are now the president of the Princess Park Carlton Bowls Club, and that feels like that is quite a responsible position. <laughs> yeah. Now, not only are you now the president, which I think is exciting. Yeah. So I burped in the middle of that. And that's why exciting that's sounded quite odd. vulgar, but anyhow. Well, I said exciting, like sort of Ray Warren. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Mikey T says congratulations Thank you very much, on, on the Thank posting. You. Thank you. There is like an honours board in yes. the Bowls Club. Yes. With the gold writing on it for each president. Yep. And and my query to you is yep. that the name that is up there, the previous president. Yep. Is up there not just for 2016, but yep. for 2017 as well. Well, because... and he's already out. <laughs> so, what's the deal? Was the bloke impeached or what? Um, we did a coup. A, we did have a spill of the board. Was it a bloodless coup or, or did you punch him? Well, I guess that depends on that. It depends on your perspective, I guess. Tell um, me that there is some controversy brewing. There was quite a good deal of controversy at the time. Here we go. I mean, I, mainly... Bowls chat. <laughs> the politics of bowls. There was, um, there was some egos ruffled and... Um... <laughs> Eagles ruffled at the Princess Park Bowls Club. This is outstanding. Because I I think a few people were placed in the position such that they thought that they had to do everything. And that's never... Organisationally, that's a disaster waiting to happen. When when somebody feels like they are literally have to have their finger on and micromanage absolutely everything that's going on in a joint. And the Bowls Club has turned over in previous seasons in excess of $260,000. So it's not a small... Mm, Pretty good effort. To be running some it's of the bowls cool clubs, club. some of the bigger bowls clubs in Melbourne, they'd be turning over 1.2, 1.3 million dollars a year. You're right. So it's it's a it's a serious enterprise. Yeah, with the barefoot bowls and the bar and being in charge oh, of the a bowls bar. Club can be, uh, oh. Got pretty familiar with that last yeah, time. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, you did too. We all did. Let's yeah, be honest. But for those of you listening, being being 29 now, I was responsible enough to close. The bar. Um, I'm directly, 31, and I had heaps. Directly, <laughs> directly on the on the on the point when our liquor license dictated. He did. Which which, which time is that? Midnight. 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 We all walked out of the bar midnight, at five past midnight, midnight with about three beers in each hand. <laughs> it was good. It was good. And then, and you'll enjoy this, went out to the back room to play a board game. <laughs> Wow, what was what was the board I, game? It's, Pray tell. I I could I only I, I still don't know, and I'm pretty sure I won. Were you that <laughs> were, you, were you that smashed that you don't remember? No, it wasn't that smashed. It was just a I really was. it was a really you were it was a really complicated board game, and we're all pretty boozy. <laughs> You've got settlers of Catan behind you. This yeah. is a complicated board game. Fair to say that these board games behind me, I don't own any of them. Oh, and sure. Aside from Scrabble, Monopoly, and a bit of Risk and Jenga, I wouldn't know how to play any of them. Oh, Oh, Alright, fine. I know how to play some of them. But the game we played last night, about 20 minutes in, someone explained what we were doing. And they said, 
you're a psychic and someone's died and you've got to work out who the murderer was and which room it was and the weapon. And I was like, oh, so we're yeah, playing re- we're playing really complicated clues. <laughs> and I, I apart and then we played it for about two hours. We ordered pizza, we drank beer, and I'm still not really sure what happened. And then Clem <laughs> fell asleep and we just ended it. Probably time to go home. Exactly. Now that we're falling asleep, it's probably time to end this board game <laughs> wow. that none of us understand. And I, I somehow I'm very keen to play it sober because I think that it, it, it had a lot of. Uh, I'm very keen to to drink more and not play it. I'm just confused by a game. At some point, I feel like an hour in, it was explained that no one wins or that we all win <laughs> no, it's a co-op. or some bullshit it's a co-op. like that. It's a co-op game. What the hell? Then what's is that the point thing? of it? What the hell is a co-op game? You, well, you, you, you play, play together. against. You play against the odds. You share in victory. You no, if you want to play against the odds, go to the casino. What do you play what a the, board what game? What the for? hell is this shit? <laughs> no one wins. Like it's just no, no. Wins. If you win, no, you win together. One of the classic, best all-time, um, all-time board games is um, a game called Pandemic. You might have seen it before. So classic, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're clearly not a um, board game aficionado. But I don't think any of us are. No, we spent a lot of time with Pandemic. Yeah, Pandemic's great. Yeah. Yeah. Eric knows what's up. Eric, would you like to give a rundown of how it works? Yeah, so you, you, you've got the uh, the, uh, the board in front of you, the board of the board game, uh, global map. Uh, as the game goes on, uh, uh, pandemic and epidemic spreads across the world, and everybody has their role, moving around, curing cities, uh, uh, discovering uh, the antidote to the the disease, and you win by saving the world, or you lose by so if you don't so if you don't yeah. work together, then nobody wins. Is yeah. that right? Or if you're Clem playing this game, you try and undermine everybody. Yeah, I was going to say, can you, <laughs> sorry, can you do Clem, that? Can Clem you do sabotage? I, well, there is actually another. There is an expansion of this game called. Um, I can't even remember what it's called, but but there's there's terrorists, so you can you can play as a terrorist and try and wow. and try and actually spread disease. Now sounds, there's a board game that's healthy. topical that you could get a, that, like everybody could enjoy these. It's, it's a great. <laughs> Let's a play great terrorists. Fun for all the game. family for Christmas. Yeah. Maybe they could get that in the airports and, you know, in the old Qantas lounge. Play with a terrorist before you jump on your <laughs> big dog. Not sure where we're going with this Sorry, one. I'm just saying. Just remember, it's, it's we are recording name. live. Sorry. Yeah, we've got we've got one guest that we don't know who it is. It might be Purvisphere. It might be the Qantas lounge. So we just don't know. <laughs> it's unlikely to be the Qantas lounge. But if it is... Fair to say, I had a very good time last night at your birthday. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you very much. It, it, is, it, it was officially yesterday. Congratulations. But um, I think you get a little bit of overflow, don't you, on your birthday? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, why not? And I... Even though I don't really understand what happened, it's not that I don't remember it. I remember it the whole evening. I just don't understand it, <laughs> and I'm confused Is that by better it. Or worse? Um, <laughs> it's Kelly. Who's Kelly? No, Mike's saying it's Kelly. No, we've got we've got Mike Kelly, and we have another, and we don't know. It says one guest. So welcome guest. Woo! Um, identify yourself <laughs> if you want. If you if it is Purvis beer, keep stocking the shelves. Tell you what, they had some good beers. Yeah, it's not bad. They had, this beer. they had some good stuff. Hey, yeah. I've got to say as well. You before do. I forget, I do have a gold spatula. Yeah. Oh, a golden spatula. Yeah. So a golden spatula is something that's good, right? Yeah, yeah, it's something it's something, something that's good and underrated. Well, I'm not sure how underrated this is, but I'm gonna give it as a gold spatula anyway because it's topical and remember a couple of weeks ago well, a couple of weeks ago a couple of podcasts probably like oh it's probably a good few podcasts ago where we were talking about that dickhead in America <laughs> oh, who sh- monopolised sh- the AIDS Shrelecki. medication oh, for like oh, oh. Scarelli yeah Scarelli uh, Scarelli oh, even his name sounds evil 
Yeah. Mm. So anyway, too many vowel uh, consonants together. Sounds a bit too much like Skeksis. So that guy was <laughs> was the guy who's got a like a, a, a monopoly on this tablet for AIDS sufferers that um, used to be about thirteen dollars fifty, and after he took it over, took over the production of manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah. It went up to seven hundred and fifty dollars a tablet Twitch. and fucked all those people over. What an asshole. Well, news development came in not that long ago, a couple of maybe a week ago, that there was some Year Eleven students in Sydney who have been able to manufacture the same drug in their school laboratory <laughs> for a price of two dollars a dose. Nice. Oh, nice, well done, team. Yeah. I reckon that if there's ever a golden spatula, that's a golden spatula. Or a put it up there. Put it up there. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with that. And I'm going to drop some... I don't know if it's controversy. Yeah! That's not necessarily controversy if it's just some rubbish you've made up. You're going to get anyway. a golden spatula to the New Zealand cricket team because that would be controversial right now. Yeah, because no. they don't deserve a golden no, spatula. No, I've got a big bone to pick with the New Zealand <laughs> cricket team. Even though I'm wearing the kit right now, not happy. <laughs> so we've also got another segment, which is the big dog's bone. Big dog's bone. bone. Which is where big dog picks a bone with someone or something that has annoyed him during the week. And sometimes... Callum and I chip in with a bone as well, and I am going to controversially award a combined bone spatula. <laughs> what? That's right, a spatula made of bone. The very first bone spatula. Someone's going to get a bone, and also a, for something underrated. I'm getting like so. A, someone's like going to get a serving and a compliment all in one. That's exactly so, right. So and you're handing them the spatula. And then all of a sudden you just whip him on the face with it. Yeah, because it's made of bone and it would hurt. It's a double-edged spatula. Double-edged spatula. (laughs) Bone can be very sharp. They make make knives out of bone, don't they, sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's for this. It's not particularly topical. I will preface it that. But the winner of the first bone spatula (laughs) goes to... George Lazenby. Oh! <laughs> well, right. it, is, it is not Whoa. topical. Stand back. It is, it is not topical. Stand back. Here we are. Big Dog's, Big dog's firing up. Okay. Big Dog's firing up. He's already outraged. Hold he doesn't even know what it's about. You're not going to actually pay a serve to the Australian Bond, are you? Yeah. The man from Goulburn himself. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's disgraceful. You haven't, you haven't <laughs> even this heard it. happened to the yellow fella. Yeah, yeah, you haven't yeah. even heard <laughs> it. Pierce Brosnan, you can go to town with. You but haven't even heard it yet, Big Dog. No. I, I said it was controversial and I also said it wasn't topical. <laughs> <laughs> also in a wicked movie later in his career called The Man from Hong Kong. Yeah, which I, was, is a I would hum- say much later. Yeah, which is a also, 70s Hong Kong kung fu action film and it's awesome. He was in some great terrible films. He was on cracking titles like The Man from Hong Kong, The Game of Death, The Game Twin of Death. Sitters and my personal favourite... The Kentucky Fried Movie. What? Oh, oh. That's clearly got to be a spoof of something. Anyway, so what did what directed did old George John do? Landis? Big directed by John Landis. Sorry, oh, there you go. carry on. So what did jo- what did Big George Lazenby do? He must be he must be about eighty. He's, he's no, not quite eighty, but he's quite old. Yeah. I I watched. I I've been watching some old Bonds lately. Yeah, I like right. to sit down with a with a Bond sometimes mm-hmm. to while away in mm-hmm. evening after a, after a long day. What are we talking? A bit of Sean Connery Bond? I I've been I, I've got all the Bonds on DVD. Uh, the Connerys because they're the classic ones. But yeah. I've been working my way through the um, to the entire through catalog. the Moors, and I thought I've got to go back and watch the one with Lesmi because I remember it being 
on quite a, a good movie. Mm. On Her on Majesty's, Majesty's Secret, Secret Service. Service. Yeah. I recall, I recall as well. I remember being, I remember being, it's arguably, a darker bond. It is, a, well, it's, 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 it is. it's a different it, bond. Yeah, and I just, watched it back, and I will say that it is one of the best bond movies. He's not the best actor. No. And then there are parts of the performance that are not very good, but there are also part of it that are actually quite subtle and nuanced, especially towards the end. I, I think they Where, might spoiler alert, there's quite a tragic event that happens, and I, he plays that really well. I think there's a rumour, and I think it's pretty true. But, <laughs> but I, I don't know if it's actually... No, I don't know if it's actually been verified, but it's a pretty big rumour that he actually had his voice dubbed for it. Um, in a That's couple, actually not his voice? No, there's... there's because there's, he wasn't English enough? There's a couple of scenes where he was dubbed, but not the whole movie. Oh, right. Just a couple of scenes. Right. Nothing that is true. It's a great Bond movie. Yeah. I'd say it's one of the best. I think he was very good, and I think he could have been great if he'd stuck with it. Instead, he got these highfalutin ideas, and he's like, oh, Bond's a misogynist, and he's awful, and I don't want to be a part of that world. And he just gave it all away, and he could have been great. And I feel like it's a missed opportunity Moore was good. Well, he probably feels it was a missed opportunity now. He's too. saying that now. Yeah, but he well. had he had the role of a lifetime handed to him because of his looks on a plate because he was a model. He wasn't even really an actor, mm-hmm. and he did one movie and he went, "Oh, this is a bit too hard. I don't really like it." And he threw yeah. it away. And I think that's a waste. I think he should have stuck with it. And he regrets it now because all he does is bloody comic cons because he's a, he's like one Bond. And the fact that his name is now synonymous for like. Kind of screwing up a good thing. I didn't realise that well, he, he left. No, he no. did. I thought they kicked him. No, he, I think he, he had a big fight with the director, and he and the director was on board for the next film, and he said, "Well, I'm not doing it with this guy again." He'd signed like a he'd signed like a three or four picture deal, and he he broke it. He got out of it. No, I think I think Callum's just got up the uh, rather because he, he brought he brought a new I'm not say softer side, but he brought a more, a more nuanced performance mm. to Bond, which he could have elaborated on in different movies. Like did, there were elements of Bond he didn't like. He's they could have worked on that. He's better than Moore. Oh, uh, hey, Rogers. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. We've got a Roger Moore fan I mean, right here. Walton. He's is... no Dalton, but he's better than Moore. <laughs> he was very good. Uh, it's an opportunity wasted. Moore took it in a different direction, which I also enjoyed. But anyway, that's that's uh, that's the bone. It's hard to rate. Spatula. It's hard to rate bones. How how it is really hard for us because we grew up with probably realistically, if you had to rate one as the worst bond, and you weren't of our generation, it'd have to be this. Well, it'd have to be. It this. is. But it we is. Have, but his first, but this his first movie was awesome. Oh no, was which was fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. But was the film great or was he great? Well, he was good. He's not great, even in that movie, which is one of the best bonds. Undeniably, he's not great. He brought a little bit of. They wanted to lighten him up after yeah. Dalton went. I am Bond <laughs> <laughs> for, for two minutes. I am Bond. But but Pierce was was a shoo earlier before Dalton, and he because yeah. he got Remington Steel. Mm. Um, he took that instead. It's just die another day. It's just oh, like yeah. that's the worst fucking ruin. Yeah. It's just yeah. the worst. It is the worst Bond. Who's in die another day? And who cares? Halle Berry. Halle Berry, and oh, she couldn't yeah, save it yeah, even yeah, in that yeah, bikini. Yeah. It was still a disgrace. Isn't the one? Isn't that bird that um? Bird. <laughs> oh, big dog. We're live. Big dog. <laughs> who was that woman? Can't be, can't who was editing out your uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who was the woman that's married? That was married to Charlie Sheen, who was one of the Bond girls. Denise, Denise Richards. Richards. Yeah, that's a terrible one too. So, 
She's a scientist. They put glasses on her. And you still don't believe she's smart. The world is not enough. Yeah, yeah, that's even worse. What? No, no, no. It's a great phrase. It's got one of the best things. Whoa! We've started with goose controversy here. I'm with you. Worse than any other Bond film. Yeah, agreed. No, agreed. agreed, agreed, agreed. agreed. Yeah, okay. I think I think for my for my money, the second worst Bond film. This, Moonraker. This made, no, I. Yeah. I, no, I, actually, I, Moonraker might be worse. Live and Let Die is terrible. Live and Let Die is terrible. Are you talking about the first one that Timothy Dalton did? No, that's the first one that Moore did. Moore. It's the first one that Timothy Dalton did. It's bloody good too. Is it? Yeah. Live and Let Die. No. And then the second one with Timothy Dalton, where he takes on A plus. There's like a there's like a gas tanker that drives on like a diagonal. It's amazing. And Timothy Dalton's getting beaten up by Benicio del Toro. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have a little bone to pick here with. There um, we go. With um, complete the trio. With, uh, Actually, you haven't had a bone yet, big dog. You've had a spatula. Just had a spatula. Nice reversal of roles. I've got a. Um, I've got a uh, just a little bone, and this is this has been go a bone on. that I've had for a long time. Um, with live and let die, because you have <laughs> one of the best themes. Bond bones. Yeah. 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 Roger Moore. A great bond, yeah, great, great bond. bond. Yeah, a great bond. Um, yeah. You had a cool character. That's that's with Domino. That's that one of the one of the one of the coolest Bond girls. And it's set mostly in New Orleans, which is a fucking cool place to have a movie set. This is a terrible film. It's so bad. Yeah. Let down by a complete lack of is plot. Domino Thunderball. Yes, Domino. No, sorry, Domino is Thunderball. Baron Samedi is in it though. Pardon? Oh, Solitaire. Solitaire, yes, sorry. Yes, Solitaire. Who I I love. I think Solitaire's great. Great character. Do you reckon, boys, that... um, What's his name? He's got another Bond in him. The current one. Daniel Craig. But he said said he won't do it. So... He's backtracking a bit on that. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He is... I think he's contracted for one more. Craig's my second favourite. Oh, Craig's great. Craig's great. Do you want to know a bit of interesting trivia about Connery? Do we? This is something I found. He was in with Kurt Russell because I desperately want to know that. No, no, he wasn't. It was a film he was in with Harrison Ford, which we all know. The Last Crusade, where he plays. Of course, yeah. yeah, He plays Henry Jones, Mm -hmm. Indiana Jones' father. Interesting thing, which I didn't realise, is that Sean Connery is only 13 years older than Harrison Ford. Really? He plays his father. So does that mean that Harrison Ford just looks really uh, ageless, or, 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 or? Well, Connery's just kind of looked he's just old <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's just what they went with. Masterful. Yeah. Anyhow, so what's everyone doing for Christmas, guys? Getting excited for the cricket? Anyone going to Boxing Day cricket? I don't know. Should we go? Are you going to go? Are you going to go? You going to be here? We could go. Go to the Boxing Day test. I'd like to go to the MCG and enjoy some cricket. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be an enjoyable be entirely, day. Now, and, and you would be following Pakistan <clears throat> at the Boxing Day Test. Is that? Um... Yeah, I, I, I'm in a bit of a vein of wanting to see Australia lose. And that that happens. You... Oh yeah, the, the, it make, after after uh, make me five right successive now. Uh, losses. Yeah, that was enjoyable. At the risk of sounding like a racist, how are the oh, Packies? How are the Packies going at the cricket? Oh, big dog, yeah, just. I don't understand how that could be. That could be that. Well, no, they're they're in New Zealand at the moment, or were just in New Zealand, and we uh, we beat them in Mm. in tests two 0 Very strong at home, though. 
it's got to be yes it was it was very strong on you when was the last time you reckon slipping around like a cat on ice skates when was the last time you reckon Australia or any team played a game in Karachi oh it's years they've been in the UAE for something like 8 or 9 years Mm. so it's a while on those lovely lovely Dubai stadiums it looked like a million dollars. That's where they pay now, don't yeah. they? Dubai, seat yeah. about three people at a time. Mm. <laughs> it's exciting stuff. There you go. Um, yeah, Boxing Day will be good. Boxing mm. Day will be good. I reckon we'll go down, have a hoon. Why not? Watch a bit of cricket, which we've already done. Mm. Mikey T says, uh, that seems like a logical golden-coated spatula of bone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. So is he talking about Dubai cricket? No, he's how, talking no, about he's, he's talking, talking about, about How can how can it be? Yeah, how can it be golden and bone? Or is it? Is, I'm not sure. Well, no, it's a fair to... comment. I mean, the the, the film, the Majesty's Secret Service, is considered a great and a is terrible it? film in one. So, is it considered a terrible? Film? I don't think it's considered a terrible film. Well, I, it, I mean, let's be fun. let's be honest. If if you if you're acting if, if you, if you, if you put if you put Donald Pleasance in that who played um, uh, Blofeld in You Only Live Twice mm. best Blofeld mm. and you put Connery in it classic British actor that would probably be one of the best Conneries as well it's that's a great movie mm. um, let down by some slightly irregular casting mm. uh, we're down we're down to about uh, ten minutes wow that's which gone gives me just just enough time to tell well actually more than enough time to tell a short story yeah um, I was recently back in New Zealand and this this one Mikey T will enjoy because he knows the man um, I thought I would tell a story about my dad um, yeah so the, the naming of this podcast comes from the surnames of, of Nick and I or you Nick could, or, Barry or you could say it actually comes Bullock. directly from Kieran's dad's name, which well, it is doesn't, Barry Bullock. But it's a nice coincidence. Uh, so my dad is Barry Bullock. I thought I'd tell a Barry Bullock story. Oh, I, was, I was recently at home and I found out... Well, I think my mum told me the story. And it's just it's just classic my dad. And it goes a little something <laughs> like this. Um, I, I was in New Zealand last month um, to run the Queenstown Half Marathon. As was Mikey T, who's listening. He ran it properly. Uh, my knee exploded at the 12k mark. I didn't even know this. I did not do very well, but that's because right. I came off my bike two weeks earlier. So I was in I was in bad shape going in. Um, but the Queenstown Half Marathon, lovely by the way. Mm. Um, put it on your radar. We should get down there. We're going to go down there next year. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully, yeah. um, lovely spot. Right. Very very pretty place. To Obviously, I was going in and out of Christchurch, spent time with my family, and um, heard this story. So my parents' house in Christchurch has two driveways sort of next to each other. And in between them, there's a nature strip that's slightly smaller than the length of a regular car. Mm. Like, you get a little car in there, mm. but uh, any sort of like a longer car, it, it would overlap. Um, and because of the earthquakes, mm. the area behind our house, which is a business park, has become very busy. So much so that the parking overflow is on our street. And so people park on our street, because, and it's a busy street because it's the street that goes to the airport. So there's lots of traffic, and if we're trying to back cars out of there during the day, you can't see the traffic because of the cars parked on the street. And so my dad, in his infinite wisdom, decided to do something about this. <laughs> so we got we got two driveways next to each other with a nature strip in the middle, and then to the, to the property to the left, there's a bus stop. 
And people park on the bus stop as well. And because my dad's a bus driver, that irritates him as well. So he goes up the road. For those of you who don't know, a lot of things do irritate Kieran. Yep, yeah, and that's where I get it from. <laughs> but th- these are all fair justifications, yeah, in my yeah. opinion. Goes up the road in the middle of the night, because that's when my dad does things <laughs> in the woods. That's when he does his best work. <laughs> also, also a trait that I follow. There's a golf club about 500 metres up the road. It's got yellow lines on it. So he gets out his measuring tape. He measures the, the dimensions of a yellow line. And he goes back to the house, braces some wood together, makes a stencil of a yellow line, of a right, council yellow is, line. Which is... Oh, they're about, they're about, a me- about 1.3 metres by... You should probably explain if there's any Australians listening, what is a yellow line? You know how you can't park on broken yellow lines? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, so it's just, it's a non-parking area. That's a thing here, isn't yeah, it? Okay. It's the same thing. Here. Yeah. yeah, it's a non-parking area. Yeah, can't park on broken yellow lines yeah. if they line the road. On yeah. the side there. so he's he's made these stencils. He's made a stencil, oh. and he's gone out in the middle of the night with a yellow paint can and a brush. <laughs> and on, on either side of his driveway, where he parks his car, not the one where Mum parks her car, oh. just the one where oh, he parks dear. his car. Oh dear. <laughs> He's parked, he's, he's, he's painted out two yellow lines on either side of his driveway. And they're crooked, no. and they're poorly painted, and they're horrific. Mum said they just look so shonky. This would be funny if but your they mum were very reported him to the Queenstown Council. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. A couple of months later, Council comes out to repaint the road markings. They come out, they look at these dodgy road markings... And they repainted them! <laughs> so now he's That's the best it. thing ever! And you can see, like, Dad, where they've repainted over Dad's horribly crooked, poorly painted lines. So they fixed up the job for They him. fixed up the job <laughs> for him. <laughs> and the thing is, he... Like proper road paint. With proper road That's paint. Amazing. So now, and sometimes, because if the road's really busy, he parks over the driveway where the yellow lines are, and we say, what do you do if they give you a ticket? And he goes, oh, I'll just ring up the council and tell them to look up their plans. They'll realise they're not real yellow lines. <laughs> So that is the story. <laughs> wow. Um, my dad, a little bit of a lunatic. Meanwhile, your mum... A still, renegade. Meanwhile, your mum's still fighting for a park. Well, it's not the park. It's getting in and out of the yeah, driveway. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, so if nobody parks... Because you're... I'm, I'm thinking about your house. If nobody parks in front of the driveway, it should be fine to get out of the... Well, it's just because you can't see mm. down the road yeah, because yeah. of the cars that are parked on the street. So Because the, there's so much traffic because of the airport, you're yeah. kind of blindly reversing out. What I do when I'm driving out in, surely. No, I actually like I sort of get there and then I put the handbrake on and then I like sort of step up. You know, it's like the little lip on the inside of your car door. Open the door, have a look, and then when sort of jump in and go. But I wouldn't expect my mum to do that, and certainly not my dad because he's very brittle. Mm. (laughs) He's not a flexible man. But so there's a little story of of my renegade father Barry Bullock, um, after whom the podcast is sort of named, sort of coincidentally named, yeah. Oh, we've got another message. We have got it. It's Kelly saying that the man is a genius. I think genius is a strong word, Kelly. I think renegade is better because he does what he wants to get the result. But he can drive a bus with the best of them. Can he, he can like? drive a bus. That is what he does. He can drive a bus better than Sandra Bullock in speed. I don't know if the, if the bus, bus was rigged to yeah. explode. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'd be a bit worried about that. And he actually drives the staff bus at the airport now. Yeah, right. And like... He, I've come up with this idea that your parents, when it comes to technology, turn it back into children. 
Like, my dad bought what he thought was a laptop computer for $100 <laughs> off a mate who had them imported from China. And he pulls it out. And keep in mind, my dad's already got a $99 Lenovo tablet, which, you know, to watch YouTube. He's such a weirdo. And so he pulls out what laptop, air quotes, um, and it is a tablet with a keyboard attached. And I said to him, I said, what do you want... What do you want these for? Like, what are you, what are you using for? And he literally looked at me blankly, like a child would when a child doesn't understand the question. So he's got the desktop that he watches YouTube on. Then he's got the little tablet that he takes to work. And now he's bought the a laptop, which is just another tablet that's a little bit bigger. I don't know what he wants it for. I said, "What did you buy this for? What do you want it for?" And he, like a kid that doesn't understand the question, just looked at me. So your parents, as far as technology uh, is concerned, become children. That's my theory. Yeah, and well, you become the parents. And I'll you're tell you like, what, I struggle. Like, this is difficult. I, I'm, this with, is I'm with Barry Bullock here. I, I struggle with modern technology myself. I yeah, but you know I'm the difference old. between a laptop and a tablet barely. with a keyboard clipped to the side. I'm with you, Nick. Yeah, I'm barely, <laughs> barely knowing the difference. But uh, if you bought... One of them, has, one of them actually has a... Um, Keyboard. Keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Barry Bullock, I understand exactly where you're coming from. those of you who can't see, Big Dog just, Big Dog just mimes typing. <laughs> Would you buy go. something and then not know why you bought it, though? Would you go, I bought this. What, what am I using it for? Quite possibly. Who knows? Well, you're an outrage. No, but... Um, have to say, guys, we're heading into uh, yeah, T-minus one, one minute, minute and counting. We should wish everybody a happy Christmas. Yeah. Uh, um, stay safe on the roads. Do a little, should we do a little Christmas cheers? Let's, let's get the bottles in there. Cheers, um, everyone. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Those of you listening, those of you here. Thanks for coming down, having a ripper. Thanks to all the boys cheers. for being here in the cheers, podcast. Uh, James, James Dog, uh, Dave, 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 Dave uh, Eric, uh, Eric Ox. We're gonna uh, we're gonna kick on and have a couple, uh, a few more. Yeah. Get the eggnog out. It is not it's not great eggnog weather, but Callum's eggnog is so delicious that I think it just has to. What happen. is it with you and eggnog? No, no, it's me. It's me and well, it's eggnog. Actually, yeah, well, I love I the like, eggnog. I like eggnog. It's like and it's like it's like flavored milk good. on crack or just with booze. It's great. Right. It's I tell nice. you what, if anyone wants to see a stupid film that involves eggnog over the Christmas period, and listening, watch. Uh, office Christmas party with Jason Bateman. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. I saw it recently. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Uh, bit of, bit of it's a plug. got a revolting eggnog scene, uh, but it's quite fun. Bit, bit of a plug here. Big Dog's in a movie. It's freaking great. Oh, you yes. go see it. Legend of Ben Hall. A Amazing. proper, oh, yeah. a proper movie. Excellent. The Legend the of Ben Hall.com. Beautifully shot. Great performances. Australian film. Get in there. Mikey T says Merry Christmas. Back at you, everyone. We'll see catch you later. Soon. Yeah. Oh, snuck it in. Yeah, oh, Ripper. Well done, everyone. We've got a message that says, nice, you filled the whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's, <laughs> not, it's nice of the recording equipment Thanks. to actually say, yep, yeah, no, you've done Good job, boys. No, well, yeah. <laughs> you haven't wasted Sorry, my time. You've actually <laughs> <laughs>